Hey guys, Scott Short, Mason Duffy Mortgage again here. License number 225, well, let me rephrase it. License number NMLS 225998. Corporate number for Mason Duffy Mortgage is NMLS 1141. So we'll get that out of the way so be on point, right? So we stopped off in Linda Ferrari's book called The Big Score, Getting It and Keeping It. And we're on page uh, 79, chapter 7. And actually, we're working on number, uh, the the right for you. Sorry, <laughs> working on number twelve of the items on this chapter. So number twelve is be careful with American Express cards because most American Express cards do not have a credit limit. As a result, the scoring system will use last month's statements totals as your available credit. This means that if you spent five thousand last month and then sixty five hundred this month. It appears to the system that you're over your limit. The best way to handle American Express is to make sure that you pay your bill before the statement date without exception. So what that means is with American Express, there are two types of American Express cards you get. One you have to pay off each month and one that you can actually roll over the next month. So what she's saying there is that your, um, is that your, uh, hang on a second, I got things balling in, sorry guys. That's the saying is, killed. Facebook. Oh, sorry, quick. There we go. Go away, bong. Ha ha. There we go. Bong way. So what we're saying is that um, that with American Express, that you want to make sure that you know pay it prior to the ex, you know the report date. So you need to call American Express and say, hey, what date do you report to make sure that you know you're showing the correct balance on that? Because some people pay you know up to your due date, which is usually, sometimes may not be the report date, right? So you don't want to show that because from a lending standpoint. We see, you know, your max on a card is ten thousand, and let's say if you used five thousand a month prior, right? You're at fifty percent, right? But you paid the five thousand off. You're at zero in your world, but you paid after the report date. Then the system's still going to show that there's a five thousand dollar balance on a ten thousand dollar max account, right? So you're not getting all the credit score you should be getting for American Express. So be careful with that, but also also be careful from a lending standpoint is if your account is not an account that can roll over each month and carry on a balance that you have to pay it off each month from a mortgage lender. We want to see that, that you have enough money in the piggy bank to cover paying it off completely. And also you have enough money for down payment and closing costs. So we're going to be looking at a lot of money there. So talk to you a little sure about, you know, that hopefully I am, <laughs> but if I'm not, I will not cry. <laughs> so let's go on page 80. It says real life story. So we're going to tell a story about John. We all like stories because stories how we remember things, right? So it says, John came to me, being Linda Ferrari, with a 620 credit score. Other than a few age late payments, which means that, uh, you know, age means that, that historically, you know, they're older, right? Meaning that they're not, you know, yesterday. So anything outside of 12 month window with credit reporting does not affect you the hardest. Anything within that 12-month window is going to be the hardest hit on your credit. Let's go forward. He had a fairly decent credit history. For this reason, he could not understand why the credit scores were so low. After evaluating his reports, I quickly found a home equity line of credit, commonly called a HELOC, home equity credit, right? H-E-L-O-C, haha, account or equity line mistakenly identified as a revolving account. We see this stuff, oh my God, so much. Oh my God, it's horrible. I digress. The account had a limit of 49000 and the balance due was 49000 As a result, 
John appeared to have a credit card account that was extremely maxed out. So from a lending standpoint, for what I do from a mortgage banker or a mortgage loan officer, would be an easier word for you guys to understand, that when we see that, when we run your credit and we import that information into our credit system, our, our loan system called loan, loan operation system, or we use a company called Encompass. Uh, when it goes in Encompass, it auto-populates auto your, your loan application with all, this, with all that data. And pretty much, not every time, but almost every time, <laughs> almost, right? That will see that they consider the equity line of credit. If you're 50000 or less equity line of credit, they pretty much mark you as a revolving credit account. So that is not good for you guys. So we got to make sure that the credit bureaus know that that is not a credit card or revolving account. It's actually a economic credit or a mortgage debt, installment debt. So um, that's a big thing to know because that's definitely going to beat your credit because if it showed 49000 is what you owe and 49000 is the max you can charge, that bad. That's like really bad. But get corrected and you're okay because as an installment account or HELOC, they recognize you know how that works. And it's not like you max out a credit card and you're you know looking for another credit card to use. <laughs> so since a HELOC is actually a second loan, I worked with the credit bureaus. Here we'll go again. And the lender to change the type of account from revolving to mortgage. Like I said, the second preference for changing the type of account in this situation is installment. But when the request is rejected, other is a good third choice. When I negotiated a single change, his credit score shot up 75 points. Pow, right? Why? Because I removed the over-the-limit revolving account status from the profile. John was able to see the big pop. Big pop, big boom, in the credit score because he had a strong credit in the other areas. And that's how you look at it. That's how you say pow, pow, right? Okay. Let's see. Real, real deal. How many, how many, sorry, let me start again. How you manage your accounts, amounts, not accounts. Wow, I can read today. How you manage your amounts owed has a tremendous impact on your credit score. Remember, this factor counts for a whopping 30% of your credit score. In simple terms, this one factor has a potential to put you over the top when it comes to achieving credit scores high enough to get you preferred, or, or she says preferential, ooh, preferential credit treatment. That's a tremendous incentive to understand the understanding the, the specifics of an amount owed factor. Okay, that's cool. So we're talking about the amount you, had, you have on the account, matching charge to it, what you currently have on the account. That factors out, like we always said, we're going to keep it about 30% or less for best place. If you're at zero for six months, remember, if you have a zero, if you have a credit card, zero balance for over six months, consecutively, zero, 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 always for six months. On the six month and a day, if you run credit on the six month and a day window, then the system will not see that account. So you will not get uh, the beanies for having a zero balance account. So psychotic, I know, I know. So we tell people all we should do is, you know, use that credit card every five months because who knows when six months comes, right? Every five months and run it out there and go buy your coffee, buy your sandwich, buy something silly that you know you can pay off, which keeps it active on the system, okay? Just the, that's the, the real deal. <laughs> so she says here, so check the report and make sure you keep your amounts owed well within the parameters set forth in this chapter. When you do, you rest assured that 30% of your credit score is in good shape. Well, there you go. So, on to chapter 8, page 81, the five factors of credit, part 2, payment history. So, this is where we come in the word history, okay, or seasoning. Not your steak season, not your chicken season, 
seasoning as in months, times, frame, right? Okay, 35% is payment history worth 297.5 points. Holy catfish. So if you take the max, we can get your know, maximum credit score you can have, 35% of that, that comes to 297.5. So there's your math for the day. <laughs> she says, how many times have you misspelled, or misspelled, haha, or I can misread, misplaced a bill only to find in it, the day after the due date? You feel an instant knot in your stomach because you know you have just incurred a late, a big late charge penalty. You lost your favorite interest rate and you will be dealt a nasty blow in your credit score. Payment history makes up 35% of your credit score, the largest percent in the credit report. There you go. So be careful. You owe it, you owe it to yourself to make sure that you understand everything you need to know about the factor and how you can keep your factor as high as possible. Your payment history is your financial footprint, tracks of which indicate to potential creditors your history of how you make payments. Right? It says, do you pay bills or don't pay bills? They're going to check you out, right? It's the only way they can see if you're going to be a good risk or not, right? Late payments are or missed payments are big red flags each time and can wipe out your score 80 to 100 points, okay? Even 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 uh, lenders we look at even uh, if you have overdrafts on your credit card or not credit card ha huh? overdrafts on your bank statements if you have overdrafts on your bank statement even if you have overdraft protection we don't think that's right I mean not, we, it's okay you have it we just don't like seeing as a more as a banker or a lender we don't see that you're you know always you know going negative even though you have the extra money in the overdraft account that's just not good show of you know not, not a good show of business practices and actually you know your risk to a lender so. Being that uh, back, let's see, December 2018, uh, Fannie Mae changed their criteria of how they see uh, see people's uh, – run your, your your loan through Fannie Mae's system. We call it desktop underwriting, DU. We run it through that system. It looks for things. So as of December, I think, 8th of 2018, they changed the, the – the, the, how do you say it? They changed the formula, I guess you want to call it, easier word to show that if they see multiple layers of risk, then they're going to say, we're not going to, you're not our, you're not our client for a Fannie Mae. And they're going to deny the loan on their, on their computer base. We get denied loan on, on a conventional loan on a computer in our world is dead. You know, we, we, unless we can figure something else, you know, else we can determine, you know, what's wrong input or whatever. One thing you rarely will find don't say ever, but rarely you'll find a lender who will underwrite a conventional loan, Called a manual underwrite. That means somebody's there actually doing it himself and putting their name and, and title at risk if that loan comes back and bites them in the buttocks. So if it's on the computer, well, you can't fire a computer, can you? <laughs> and there's my there's my five cents there. Okay. Hookah. Let's go. Creditors won't ask why you're late with the payments. They will simply deny you credit. It could be because you have lost your job, had a medical crisis, were on vacation, but it simply doesn't matter. There's nothing to eat. What the heck? Surrey picked up something up. Sorry about Surrey. <laughs> See what happens, guys? Surrey. Man, Surrey, leave me alone. <laughs> Watch out. Surrey listens. Just like Alexa, right? Careful. Okay. Um, I have Alexa in the house, so if I say Alexa too loud, she's going to start talking to me too. So lots of money. Uh, back up. So da, 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 da. Okay. 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 And they are, I said, basically, go back to this. So let me read that again. Sorry about that, guys. So creditors won't ask why you're late with your payments. They will simply deny you credit. It could be because you had lost a job, medical crisis, on vacation, but it simply doesn't matter. They're going to assume that you're a high-risk borrower. 
Ooh, really? Over one late? Hmm. You know, so just be careful because, you know, it just depends on what happens, where you're at, kind of stuff. So if they see multiples, you know, it's a little scary. So be careful with your credit. I mean, this, this, is, this is your report card on hit on credit, right? Okay, lots of money in the bank and plenty of unused credit can erase the, I said, let me start again. Lots of money in the bank and plenty of unused credit can't erase, and this cannot erase the dings, being credit marks of bad, from your poor payment history. In fact, a big part of, the, of my business, being Linda Ferrari, is, uh, is a very wealthy crowd whose business lifestyle and, and handoff attitudes, hands-off attitudes are paying, or about paying their bills have caused their credit scores to go into the tank. So it means that, you know, you can have all the money on the planet, and if you don't pay your bill on time, you know, what's up? You know, even though you can pay it, you didn't pay it, so that's showing you or don't really have, you know, your, your what's the word? Your, I think a good word here, not history, but your, your, your not your risk. What's my dang word? Sorry. Oh, my gosh, I'm catching up a word I can't catch. You're just your, 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 not pride. It's your, uh, um. Your discipline, you know, to pay bills on time. They won't watch that because if you don't pay on time, then the lender's going to say, hmm, I will lend you too. Like, oh, you know, because, you know, late pays do hurt because, you know, the banks have to, you know, do, you know, there's just, just it's not good. There's no good there. Okay, back to where we're going because I got off track. Okay, what this factor considers, payment history is more than just a record of payments made on your accounts. It also involves other important issues, ones that most likely you've, you've not even considered. Nonetheless, that's a long word, nonetheless. Well, that's three words really, one one. <laughs> they weigh heavily on your score. Per Fair Isaac and Company, when calculating your score, the factor considers the following. Number one, payment information on accounts. This includes payments information on your credit cards. You have retail accounts, such as department stores, credit cards, installment loans, auto loans, uh, loans require monthly payments, finance companies, uh, credit Finance company credit accounts and mortgages, and it includes the payments made and, uh, and the dates they were made. Okay, here's one thing you want to look at right now. As of I think September of 2017, I believe they came out with a um, in credit world they're going to trending credit. So basically, going to start tracking what you should, you know, what your what your minimum payment is and what you did pay. So learners are tracking that. So if you're paying barely minimums each time, you're trying to get the lender to approve, you know, a loan that looks like you're stretching further. They're going to say, hmm, dude, you don't got enough money to pay your credit cards each month. What's up, right? But if you're paying your credit cards, you know, big chunk store each month, they're going to say, okay, cool. You know, we're going to see that. We've not seen a lot of stuff going on that, but that's a new thing with credit cards. So training credit is something brand new. Well, 2017 is kind of new compared to this book, right? <laughs> so I digress. Keep going forward. Just be careful. Number two, adverse public records. Ooh, adverse is not good, right? This, this category reports any information on bankruptcies, wage garnishments, judgments, lawsuits, and liens. If you have any public records on your credit report, these will cause your score to drop instantly and significantly. But as with any negative account, the older the item, the less the damage on your credit report. So we talked about before that if you have um, you know, anything outside that 12-month window, you're, you're, you're okay with your, you know, your timeline, right? So, I mean, well, not, well, you're not okay. You're just better, right? In reference to if you have a collection or a charge or whatever, it's outside the 12-month window, 12 months in a day, you'll definitely see your credit score jump up because, you know, even though it's there, it's over a year old, so it's kind of, you know, 
He's been around what? You know, been around a minute, right? But still, you know, there 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 are some. We'll talk about later about and you know with, with collection charge offs. You know how that works. Reference to paying them off or not. There are some tricky points there that uh, even though you do the right thing and pay them off, you will get penalized if you don't do it right in the credit world. So we'll talk about that in a later chapter. So where do we stop off at? Because I keep digressing. Or well, I said we're not digressing. I'm guessing I'm going off in tangents. There we go. <laughs> Uh, see, so let's okay. If you have any public records on your credit report, these will cause your score to drop instantly and significantly. But as any negative account, the older the item, the less that we start with. Okay. However, the the, the categories in the hardest to improve upon. Let's see. However, this category is the hardest to improve upon because it deals with the most severe credit problems, and some items in the category can stay on your report longer than the standard seven years reporting period, which I'll talk about in chapter 14, which I'll talk about too. Okay, number three, severity of delinquency. Ooh, that sounds bad. These categories judge, see, this category judges how severe the delinquency is, such as how late payments, how, such as how late a payment was. Obviously, the sooner a late payment is made up, the better a 30-day late payment will not count as much against you as a 60 or 90 day late, right? So here's what I'm saying. So let's say if you miss a payment, right? So they're going to be you know, first month, they're going to say 30 days, right? Let's say you make your next payment, but you, but you didn't, let's say if you did make the, up the payment or didn't make up, well, let's say this, let's say if you keep making payments normally forwards, but you never made up the payment you missed, that 30 days will go into a 60 day and 90 day, you know, keep on going forwards until you pay that one off, right? Even though you're paying your bill, you'll make sure the original missed bill is paid. So even though you pay the, the new month, right? But if the old bill that missed the 30 days is not paid, that's bad. So meaning that you just make sure you don't have what we call a rolling late. Rolling late means you go 30, 60, 91, 20. You know, 36, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days. You check in those windows at 60, 90 days, woo, you see your score drop like a rock. So be very cognizant of that. Make sure you're working with your creditor if you do miss something. Make sure they apply the, mon the money appropriately and make sure they probably give you a letter or something about that. So if you got to go fight the battle with the bureaus later, later, then you have something in hand. But word to word, you know what words are, right? Not worth much. Okay. In reference to credit bureau, because they need proof. Because one, one, one too many people want to uh, game the system and make it hard for the good guys. Okay. Back to what I was saying. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This says uh, a 30 day late payment can ding your credit report up to 80, eight zero points. That's ouchy. Number four, amount passed due on any account. This is tied to the severity of delinquency category. If you have any amount showing in your past due column on open or closed account, it can cost you dearly. So let's talk about this. So any amount past due on your account. So if you have, um, you know, basically saying if you have a past due account that's showing dollar figure still in the balance, that's bad. If you have a closed account with a balance on it, that's bad. So a lot, that's a lot of stuff that's going to hurt your credit. Even though you're trying to protect yourself from yourself, you have to be careful how the credit reporting System will see you, basically, is the answer, right? Okay, number five. Recent, let's see, recent, I like this word, recentness. Okay, or the word aging out, huh? We'll talk about that in a second. Recentness of past due items and delinquencies, adverse record or collection items. The category takes into consideration how recent the derogatory is on each account. So let's go into, let's go in this way. So it's a credit tip. That's where the aging out is going to come into here. I'll explain that is right the older a derogatory, the less it will affect your scores. This is called aging out. 
in my experience, derogatory accounts without balance, i.e. late payments, pay collections, paid, paid public records, that's like a judgment, start noticeably aging out after six months, then again in 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. Keep in mind, the derogatory accounts will affect your score to some extent for as long as they reported. Okay, so if there's a balance low out there, it's still gonna hurt you, but in those windows, it's gonna start you know, being less effective on your score. Your score will improve you know, the further you get away from that one uh, problem. Because so so most of these problems pop up, there's more problems behind it. It's going to mean that, you know, you're coming closer to having a financial meltdown or AKA bankruptcy. We like those words <laughs> for a lender, but you know, Hey, you know, some people have to do it and you know, that's where you go. Let's see. Uh, so, da, 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 okay, okay. so number six, number of past due items along with the previous categories, this one deals with late or delinquent counts by counting the number of counts you have that are past due. Word of caution. In this factor, it is important to remember that all it takes is one derogatory mark, late payment or collection or charge, anything negative, right? To drop your credit score by as much as 80 to 100 points. One recent late pay, one collection, one past due account. Those can do it. <laughs> they can do it real easy, real quick. Okay, number seven, number of accounts paid as agreed. This is where good credit items count most. The category reports how many counts you have paid on time without any lates or missed payments. The reports even close accounts that were paid off as agreed. Okay. Now, here's the thing we talked about originally about the universal, universal default clause. We talked about this earlier. This has been uh, uh, stopped, if you want to call it, but we're going to go, we're going to read what it was so you know, give me a little more, uh, what's the word, a little more, what's the word, backstory, you want to call it? So here's the backstory of the universal default clause. It says, the point loss to a poor payment history can indeed be very damaging, but that's only the beginning of the problem that can arise from a poor payment history. Those who pay late make, those who pay late make themselves vulnerable to a devastating situation called the universal default clause which is basically equipment, equipment of every one of your creditors ganging up on you all at once and making your life a living H-E double toothpicks. <laughs> Here's how it happens. Your existing creditors can legally conduct a periodic check on your credit report. You've probably seen those inquiries on your credit report. You know, if you pull your credit, you're going to see some, what they call, you know, your inquiries from your current cardholders, right? You'll see those. That's what we're talking about. If you find you have missed, I'm sorry, if they find, you have missed a payment on any account or that your scores have gone down, they considered it a breach, a breach, not a good thing, allowing them to raise your APR, cost of money, by a significant amount, most often to the default APR, which is probably the highest they got, which means the highest interest rate they have, so ouchie. It's buried in fine print when you apply for the credit card. This is the rate they will raise you to if they find you had a breach of your credit contract. This is, this can be up to 28% or higher. So back when I think I talked about this was, um, I believe, let's see if I can find that note. No, not there. There's somewhere I think I had originally in the, in the book, we talked about this, here it goes. It says basically, uh, it says here, uh, it, the Federal, Federal Credit Card Act of 2009 and effective 2010 stopped this default, this the universal default clause. So, you're, you're saved by your federal, your fed, the federal government or the FTC, Federal Trade Commission.gov, actually stopped this whole practice. 
but the practice is garbage, right? So if you, let's say you're one late by mistake, then everybody else kicks you up you know, to the max as you're late on everybody, that's just wrong, 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 right? Okay, let's, 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 let's get out of that group because we don't talk about it because it's no longer around. Tips for improving your payment history factor. This is what we're going to talk about. This is good stuff. Come on, listen to me now. Oh, Lord. Trying to look at my time. I didn't, I didn't put some buzz to start my timer. So, oh, could be long. <laughs> Hope not too long for you guys. Okay, verify the data being reported. Here are some examples. Late pays. As discussed above, late pays age out. However, any lates within the last 12, 24 months not only affects your credit score more severely, but can also affect your ability to get a loan no matter how high your scores are. Okay, if you have a lot of those, they're going to say, what the heck, right? It depends on your lender's requirements. The tip here is the creditors are notoriously for reporting late pays in the wrong month. This is because they backlog their data entry. Ain't that nice? So basically, if they're late in December, they're going to say late in January, and that's not true because you made that payment in January. So, oh, Lord. But keep one. If you have a late payment reporting, make sure you check your records, your bank statements, to confirm that you're being reported for the month that you were actually late. Uh, see in real life, see the real life story at the end of the chapter. Okay, well, we'll have another story for you at the end of the chapter. Okay, B, check for collections. There are, there has been an explosion of national, there has been a, an explosion of nationwide collection scams that make it necessary for you to check your reports quarterly. As you go to that, that, the website, the free one, the, the annual creditport.com free website, you pull one credit bureau per four months, then you have it, you know, have it, you know, three times four is 12. So there you go. Right. So you can check that way. Right. Uh, that says, according to the federal debt, according to the Fed, the fair debt collection act, FDCA, the burden of proof is on the collector. If they cannot provide you with proof, which I'll talk about in chapter 18, the account must be deleted from your credit report. Okay. So your base, that's when we, when you do a dispute, and that speech is going to go to the bureaus, and they're going to ask the you know creditor, is this true or not true? They're going to say, oh, it's true. You know, they lie, right? Lie, 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 lie. Or, or misinformed or whatever the word is, right? <laughs> you got to prove them. That's why when evidence, evidence shows there that you they can't lie, right? Or can't, you know, misstate words, or they can't be erroneous or injurious. Those other words, right? Those are good words to know if you're on the side, you want to beat somebody up. Okay, where did I go? Uh, C, make sure that there are no past due amounts being listed. Sometimes creditors forget to update the part of your file. Mm -hmm. Make sure you recognize all creditors and accounts being reported, good and bad. Wait, oh, sorry, make sure you recognize, right? <laughs> so if someone's not yours, get rid of it. You know, or sometimes, you know, basically that's what you want. Look at your credit all the time. You know, check your credit. Make sure all the addresses are correct on there. You've lived in the past. You know, check your social security number. Make sure everything on there is correct, correct. Because if not, there's a high probability of pulling someone else's data in there and making your square look worse, right? Okay, let's see. Number E, make sure that your good accounts are being reported to the three bureaus. Like I talked about, anything over six months was zero. It's there, but not being seen. Make sure the closed accounts are showing as closed without, with no balance without, or without balance. As discussed in Chapter 7, there are many times when mortgages and auto accounts do not update to Closed and paid for months, for or or even at all. So sometimes it's kind of like oh, I forgot. Don't care. But you need that's your job is to check your report, right? G. 
Make sure the open date, date of last activity, close date are accurate. So date of activity is kind of a big, big one we watch is that if you had a collection five years ago, you paid it today, the bureau is going to see pay collection today on the date, the date of last activity. That The computer just says, oh, charge up late today. Oh, my God, they're horrible. You know, they just drop your score to the floor. Now, FHA has, you know, seen this and they've actually taken a play how they look at collections. So we'll have that conversation some time, but they do recognize this is a big problem. The credit bureaus have not fixed it, so FHA is going to try to work with it, I guess you want to call the word, because, you know, what can you say? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, remember, the older a negative gets, the less effect it's on your score. But more importantly, as you will read in Chapter 14, the statutes of limitation and the seven-year reporting period are both triggered by this date. Remember that. So that seven-year window, that's the, you would know about the window, about seven years of statute reporting, right? That date moves, then so does the seven-year date move. That's why you make sure those dates are accurate so you're not penalized more than seven years for bad credit, right? Okay, collection agencies frequently redate, reseason, which is nasty, that's not legal, accounts, and, and when they do, it's a violation of the acts that are in place to protect consumers, AC, so capital A, capital C, capital T, capital S. So look up on the, on the ftc.gov website, the ACTS talks about that. So what happens is that there are, we talked about this originally or one time before one of our other podcasts that with credit and collections, you know, if the, if the person you went to for credit, let's just say a department store, JCPenney, Sears, who cares? Thank you both out of business. Just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, Sears is going out of business, but, I ain't going there. We're digressing. So if you had a credit card from Sears and you didn't pay it, it went to collection. And so collection, Sears said, oh, I'm, I'm tired of trying to collect these people. I'm going to sell it to a collection company, right? So then that information should roll over to that collection company. And then, you know, that should be showing that what happens is they usually show the date they got it, which should not, it's not accurate because it should go back to the last late prior to your director out of being a collection, right? So they're going to change their dates. Oh, yeah, we got it on this date here when they bought it from Sears. Then they're going to try to push out seven years. And then, you know, they're going to try to, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, there's such, you know, some of these companies are not very ethical. And they actually try to change that the date again to kind of keep you on the hook. So they call it reseasoning. It's not legal. So FTC.gov is your place to check if somebody has uh, illegally redated your account. That's bad. After making sure, and I'm not an attorney, so I recognize that either. <laughs> or accountant, or anybody else besides a loan officer, <laughs> and a dad. <laughs> After making sure all dates are accurately recorded, check the status of limitations in your state and the seven-year reporting period to see if the derogatory items should be removed. Again, in Chapter 14, I will list, which is Linda, will list the current state statutes of limitations, which is going back in 08, so probably changed this in, but maybe not. In many, in many instances, in many instances, the credit bureaus do not automatically remove expired derogatory accounts. Therefore, it's up to you to request the removal. So I think it's a good place to stop here. We're on page 86. Let's stop here and uh, let you guys rest. We'll have another show again coming soon. So we're, we're stopping off here on page 86. And next, when we get, come back next time, too, it's going to be pay all your accounts on time. That's a no-brainer, huh? So we'll talk about that next time we come in. Thanks, guys. Look, see you later.